Thank you for joining us here on Vatabeth Stereo. Sponsor, this program is sponsored by Debate and De Villiers Brokers here in Rustenburg. Um, two labor law issues that we will be discussing today, which I think uh, are very interesting. Firstly, uh, a matter of uh, Rustenburg Platinum Mine. And then uh, secondly, also a case dealing with uh, the labor law uh, that uh, Tandeka and Panza will be uh, discussing and more specifically the consequences of making false accusation or accusations of racism. Uh, so please stay tuned and uh, please send us your emails to info at vvd.co.za. My name is Volker Kruger from Van Fehlen Duffy Attorneys. Uh, we're doing another labor law matter. From the feedback from our listeners, uh, we're starting to realize that uh, these are cases that really interest a lot of people. So I asked Tandeka and Panza to, to join me again. Uh, welcome, Tandeka. Thank you, Volker. Good day to you and to the listeners at home. The case that she will be dealing with is uh, a matter in the um, Constitutional Court of South Africa. Uh, Russ McFadden Mine was the applicant, and then there were several um, respondents, including a certain uh, Mayor Bester, who I think was a relevant employee. Uh, but yeah, please explain to us, Tandeka, what are the facts in this case? Okay, Volker, well, briefly to give you a brief description, um, as you have already pointed out that the applicant was Rustenburg Platinum Mine, um, and they had essentially dismissed an employee, a former employee of them, known by Mr. by Ms., as Mr. Mayor Besta, for insubordination and racism, because he referred to a colleague who is known as Mr. Soli from Milang, uh, who was employed by uh, as a subcontract in the mine, and he referred to him as a SWAT man, which is um, also known as a black man, it's Afrikaans for a black man. Now, uh, the man alleged that his conduct breached their disciplinary rule and conduct, which prohibits abusive and derogatory language, and in particular, made a racist slur. The incident essentially uh, was in was a dispute concerning adjacent parking bays. Uh, Mr. Bester was uh, seemingly upset that Mr. Tomelang's vehicle limited his reversing space. Uh, both vehicles were equally large, and that in this situation, this could cause um, damage to the vehicle. Mr. Bester raised the issue of Mr. Sidumedi, who was the chief safety officer of the mine, but without success. So when the matter proceeded um, on Mr. Bester's version, he, he he's uh, um, rather on the mine's version, Mr. Bester stormed into a meeting and pointed his finger at Mr. Sidumedi and um, said in Afrikaans, which can be translated to mean that remove the black man's vehicle from my parking bay and threatened that otherwise he would take the matter up of management. Uh, Mr. Tomelang was present in the meeting and the evidence was supported by four witnesses. Two of him were offended by the speech as well. And ironically, however, Tomelang testified that he personally was not affronted by the speech. Bester denied the altercation and claimed that he did not utter the term SWAT man. A uh, disciplinary hearing was held in which Bester was found guilty of insubordination by disrupting a safety meeting and by making racial remarks. He was later on dismissed. Bester then first referred the dispute to the CCMA and thereafter a series of legal uh, proceedings commenced. Okay, and the final outcome in the Constitutional Court, what did the court uh, find? 
Well, Fog, I think it's it's quite interesting to maybe perhaps first note the the decisions of the the, the other forums. Uh, like we had said, that the matter first started in the CCMA, and the CCMA commissioner found in Mr. Bester's favour and ordered his retrospective reinstatement. The commissioner's decision was overturned on review by the Labour Court, with reference to an earlier decision that it, it had made in the matter of Modique mining versus the CCMA. The Labour Court essentially held that racism remains prevalent in South African workplaces and that the use of racial identifiers perpetuates racial stereotypes and has the potential to offend or subjudicate others. But what is interesting now that the Labour Appeal Court overturned the Labour Court's decision and found that while the racial identifier in issue was offensive, it was neither derogatory nor racist. However, as finally, as we're discussing now, uh, the matter then came before the Constitutional Court, and the Constitutional Court um, ultimately reversed the Labour Appeal Court's finding. The Constitutional Court accepted that the matter was a constitutional one, as it required an, an, an analysis of constitutional rights and raised the important question of whether a speech utterance amounts to racism. The, the court essentially reiterated the need to and racism in South Africa, and stressed stress that as a custodian of the Constitution, the court concluded that the Labour Appeal Court erred in finding that Bester's use of Swadman was mere racial descriptor and racially harmless. The CCMA's the CCMA Commissioner's decision was therefore set aside as one that a reasonable decision maker could not have reached. The court further held that the commissioner had relied incorrectly on the Bester's um, approach defense that he used the, the term Swatman as a racial descriptor and not as a declaratory or a racist slur. He has also conceded that if he had used these words, that could have amounted to a dismissible offence. Thus, both the Commissioner and the Labour Appeal Court erred by relying on non-existent evidence before them to conclude that Bester's speech was harmless. The court accordingly confirmed Mr. Bester's dismissal, remarking that he'd also shown very little remorse and that he had not acquired the ability to behave in a way that respects the dignity of all his co-workers. Okay. Listen. I guess any uh, discriminatory uh, conduct uh, at the workplace based on race, even if it's a reference to someone's race, is not acceptable and would be fair ground for dismissal of that person based on that. Indeed, so Volker. I think it's also important, as we mentioned in the earlier program that we had uh, regarding the same topic, that uh, race still remains a very sensitive um, issue in our country, given our historic context. And I think the courts go a long way in 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 in, in assessing that that extent, especially what you see now, where where, the, where Mr. Bester alleged that he was not meaning it in a derogatory manner; he did not mean to offend. But the court still ruled against him and said that you know, given our, our context and so on, such descriptors or identifiers can be uh, interpreted as being offensive and should be avoided at all costs. Okay, so in this case, the dismissal was found to be uh, fair. Indeed so. All right, thank you. Thank you, Falker. My name is Falker Kruger from Von Ferrandafi Attorneys. Thanks for joining us, uh, Tandeka and Panza. Thank you very much, Falker. Good day to you and good day to the listeners at home. Topic is beware of the consequences of making false accusations of racism. Um, and yeah, maybe uh, you can just from a historic point of view explain why is this not acceptable in South Africa? 
Foka, it's very important to consider the history of our country. Um, we come from a country that has been scorned of apartheid and making unfounded claims of racism will further split a society that is still struggling to come to grips with a past dominated by racial inequality. So we are still quite a sensitive country in that regard. And for a country like ours, which is still emerging from a history of racism, uh, false and unsubstantiated accusations of racism could be just as divisive and detrimental as the actual instances of the said um, racist acts. So the law requires employers to deal with allegations of racism in the workplace and it provides many remedies for employees who bring such accusations of racism in the workplace. So it should always be interpreted to mean that employees should only make such assertions if they can back them up. The employees must be successful in their accusations of racism. It simply means that employees should present uh, some evidence to back up their statements. So it's very important to look at our historic context as to why um, such accusations would be detrimental to the workplace. What have the courts uh, said in this regard? Uh, I think there were a couple of cases dealing with uh, such uh, false accusations of racism. And uh, yeah, I, I think there were also quite a few uh, articles in the press about this, specifically uh, regarding the, the chief executive of, of ESCOM, uh, etc. So, so what have the, the, the courts said? Um, maybe let me refer us to one specific case. Um, in the matter of legal aid, South Africa versus Maisela, the Labour Court ruled in circumstances where employees claimed racism without evidence. The court ruled that dismissing such an employee would in actual fact be fair. And as a result, an employee may not make baseless charges of racism without establishing sufficient reasons and following the correct procedures internally to settle such situations. Um, the court further remarked that employees who make unfounded charges of racism and play what the court described as the race card, according to the court, can undermine their employees' authority and damage the peaceful working relationships uh, between employer and employee. Um, the court further on went on to say that false racism charges are hurtful and they are quite disrespectful. It is a front to a person's dignity and only convincing objective data can lead to a compelling and defensible determination of racism. Um, it's also interesting, in the case of um, South African Chemical Workers Union and another, the Labour Court approved the dismissal of an employee after making an insincere apology to a co-worker who had been falsely accused of racism. According to the Labour Court, such behaviour is detriment to creating a peaceful for workplace with racial, with racial harmony, which must be dealt with immediately as this action constitutes serious misconduct. Now, in the same breath, some have argued uh, or rather deemed that the Labour Court decisions to be um, to be negative. Uh, they have argued that it may deter some employees from filing complaints about racist, racist acts. However, we have uh, all a different view that this should not be interpreted as implying that employees should never bring such forward um, racist acts. The law requires employees to deal with allegations of racism in the workplace and provides many remedies for employees who file accusations of racism in the workplace. It should therefore only be interpreted to mean that employees should only make such such assertions if they can back them up. Um, this establishes high proof standards, but the decision does not imply that employees must be successful in the accusation of racism. It simply means that employees should present some evidence to back up their statements uh, when bringing forward such a racist, um, such a, a racist allegation, racism allegation. During a previous uh, program, you also confirmed that you know any serious form of misconduct with an element of dishonesty is is a 
sound reason to dismiss an employee. Obviously, you've got to follow the fair process, but, but for example, theft or even lying on your CV or uh, lying about using the company car for personal uh, purposes, um, uh, etc. Those were all uh, good reasons to uh, dismiss an employee, if I'm not mistaken. So I guess this uh, would be uh, comparable. Uh, it's also a form of dishonesty, you know, making a false accusation. Obviously, in the context of, of the history of South Africa, as you have explained, that would be a serious um, um, misconduct. No, it would be a serious uh, form of dishonesty um, if you make such false accusations. And, and that's why I guess you're saying that would also be a sound reason to dismiss someone. That is completely correct, Volcan, 100%. So, so my last question here would be, I, th I guess you have to an extent answered it already, but, but what are the implications um, of making such false accusations? I think, um, I've, as you just said, I have um, already covered it quite in depthly. Um, but the, the the bottom line is that uh, people should always bear in mind that making sub and substantial claims of such a nature can land you in deep um, water, um, and what 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 is also quite interesting is that in the united in the united kingdom um in the case of royal bank of scotland versus morris the employment appeal tribunal ruled that an employer's insinuation that an employee was playing the race card without any evidence to the country amounted to racial discrimination so um there is we are seeing um other 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 jurisdictions taking a similar um, direction in terms of how to deal with such cases so um just to employees, um, just using the using the phrase "playing the race card" should be avoided. Uh, the determining stake of the yardstick here is the veracity of the claims and their impact on the dignity of employees. Employees should be encouraged to report racist incidents, but they must do so responsibly and reasonably. Unfounded charges of racism can have a negative impact on a person's reputation and dignity, and should result in disciplinary action. And that would be my advice to listeners at home. Right. Thank you, Tandeka. That's all we have uh, time for today. Remember, our email address is info at vvd.co.za. Thanks for uh, listening. Uh, make sure that you tune in again next week, Wednesday, between 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock, and then also on Friday evenings.